Hello and welcome to the Shiny Bees podcast, a podcast for those who like their knitting, comedy and yarn in equally large measures. I'm your host, Joan Milmine, and this is episode 170, Knitting Trends for 2021. Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 170 of the Shiny Bees podcast. I'm Joe Milmine, I'm your host, and I am super excited to be back behind the mic with you today. And if you are a new listener today, welcome. I hope you will enjoy what you find here. And if you are a returning listener, as always, really pleased that you have decided to come back and hang out with me again. Today is Tuesday the 2nd of February 2021. How are you? I hope you've been good since last time I spoke to you, which was a few weeks ago because Boris has been busting my balls basically. So (laughs) I've just been super, super busy and trying to deal with the amazing fallout that having zero hours notice of an imminent return to homeschooling gives you when you've got, you know, plans. Some of us plan beyond, you know, eight hours later, Bojo. Thank you very much. So yeah, I've just been dealing with all of that and trying to get out all of the projects that I had planned for January, as well as, you know, keep my little chin up, as they say. And I'm sure a lot of you are in the same situation, particularly in the UK. But to be honest, I don't think it's that mega anywhere right now even the Aussies are getting panned again so what can you do what can you do so yeah it's been a little bit interesting here I have been doing a little bit of knitting which I'll talk about a little bit later but otherwise like there's nothing to do is there still months on like even less to do than normal when you are now a teacher as well as your other occupations so yeah, the most exciting thing that's happened around here is I got a new baking tray from Lakeland. It's dead nice. Highly recommend them. Not the cheapest, but quite a satisfying bake. And if you're going to throw some oven chips and some fish fingers on there for your kids, because we all love that balanced diet life, then, you know, the Lakeland trays are amazing. I got a set of three. It wasn't in a set, but I got three. I thought, right, I'll get an ordinary sized one because they always like come apart, don't they, baking trays? Or they're a pain in the bum to clean because they're they're meant to be non-stick, but they're not. What's that all about? And um, I got three different ones. They're all kind of nest together. So like there's one that's a normal size and then one that's like a half size that you can turn sideways. So you don't have like the juice or the any cross contamination between the two different areas of bake, which is important when one of your kids likes fish fingers and the other doesn't. But then I got this little one that's meant to be like a single seat, you know, one person baking tray. And I'm not joking, it's like a quarter of the size of a normal baking tray. I could basically fit my iPhone in it and that's it. I'm like, on what planet is this a one person portion size? Like, you know, what what even is this? There's nowhere near enough space on there to cook some sausages or whatever else. And for me to be like happy and satisfied afterwards. But I can cook my iPhone if I want to put that in the oven. And sometimes I kind of do, you know, especially with social media being as it is these days. Oh my word. So yeah, the most exciting thing that's happened has been getting some new baking trays from Lakeland. 
Uh, other baking trays are available. I don't recommend them. I recommend the Lakeland ones. And um, yeah, treating myself, treating myself to a small bottle because I'm not going to go crazy. A small bottle of eucalyptus flavoured fairy liquid. I normally go for the, the bulk green one, original flavour. I mean, they all do the same thing, right? No, I thought, no, you know what, Joe? You deserve a treat, my love. You deserve a treat. Why don't you get yourself, knock yourself out, love, on the Sainsbury's order and uh, get yourself some eucalyptus fairy liquid? You know, it's twice as much for half as much um, fairy liquid washing up power. But, you know, who, who's going to care when you're sniffing in those lovely synthetic eucalyptus fumes? So, yeah, that is... Um, that is, is the extent of the excitement, basically, that's been going on around here. So, yeah. If anyone's got any top tips of how I can add some more excitement to my life other than the fairy liquid in the baking trays, then do let me know. Just got a little bit distracted there, interrupted by the screen time password. It's, you know, there's only so much time you can spend on Class Dojo per day, but well, at least I have to, like, extend that time 50 million times a day so that everyone can do their schoolwork. So what are we going to be talking about today? Now we've got over the excitement of a new baking tray and some eucalyptus fairy liquid. Other fairy liquids are available as are other washing up liquids. You can choose whichever you like, but I, I really like the antibacterial, 24 hour antibacterial action and it smells of eucalyptus. I mean, what is not to love? So yeah, we're going to be talking a little bit about what I've been knitting and working on creative projects wise. And I'm going to be talking a little bit about what I think the knitting trends for 2021 are going to be. And they're not based in any kind of fashion training or anything like that. It's just that these are my predictions of what I think will be popular this year in the sort of hand knitting fashion world. So get yourself a brew, get your knitting and we will crack on with the show. So I think we will start with the knitting trends chat then to get into this episode. So I've done knitting trends predictions before in uh, various different episodes through the kind of back catalogue and I thought I would talk a little bit about that today. I've obviously wanted to do it a bit before now, maybe earlier in January, but with things being as they were and I didn't get to record in it, we'll just do it now. You know, who cares? Doesn't matter. So I've been looking around the kind of internet or the knit-to-net and mooching through various articles, looking through Instagram and Ravelry and everything else to try and put together a list of what I think will be popular in knitting, hand knitting in, in particular, in 2021. And the first thing I have to offer in that department is Intarsia. Now, this was a trend that I thought would be a trend a couple of years ago. And I think it sort of has had fits and starts of popularity um, with various different patterns that have gone quite big. But I think because none of the sort of popular mainstreamy, say mainstream, still indie, but indie mainstream designers are really doing um, really kind of FOMO inducing, I want to have this Nintasia patterns, that it's not really caught on yet because it is a little bit of a more fiddly technique. It's a little bit more tricky than the average 80 skin garter stitch shawl or whatever. So 
I think people have just not really picked up on it because there's not really been anything out there that people have been like, yes, I have to have this design. It looks amazing. But I think that is going to change this year. There are only so many colour work yokes you can do. And I mean, there are ev- there's every different slice of, you know, various Fair Isle colour work yokes going now. And, you know, there's only so many of them you can knit looking at you boiling networks. Like there's only so many that you can get into for you like, this is boring, in my opinion. But I think there's room for some some intarsia action rather to get those exciting motifs and interesting things into your knitting and to be able to personalize things a bit more I think it's going to become more popular and to that end I think a lot more customization of things is going to become more popular going forward whether that's adding embroidery or adding beads after a basic has been knitted I'm not sure yet but I think it will become more of a thing it's going to be more of a thing in general fashion and that will naturally translate through uh, designs that have been made for hand knitters in due course the next thing that I think is going to be popular, number two, is a texture. I think all of us right now are looking for a little bit of comfort. We're looking to expand that loungewear, um, indoor repertoire, shall we say. And that's naturally going to go into our knitting because when we're not going out as much as we have been. It's been this way for a year now. And I think people are looking to up that looks comfort and the squidgy soft hug that you get from a hand knitted sweater. And there's no better way to do that to add even more squidge than adding cables and textured stitches to your knitting. So to that end, I think chunky cabling is going to be big. And anything that you can kind of cocoon or wrap up in or hibernate in will also be popular. So think um, heavyweight yarns, think oversized sweaters and large cowls that you can wrap around a few times so you can literally bury your head in. I think they're going to be quite popular. Going along with that, number three, I think there's going to be an increased interest in textured yarns. We've seen this coming through already, and I think I did call this one actually when it came to the mohair. And we've seen over the past sort of year to 18 months, a lot more patterns coming out that are as if the hand-dyed yarn jumpers weren't expensive enough as it was, that are two kinds of yarn held together. So generally a four-ply with a uh, mohair lace weight yarn or four ply added in with it held double to create that kind of halo effect on the yarns that are being used to create garments and accessories that's definitely mohair was definitely like the root of all evil not that many years ago and i've been championing the virtues of mohair for a long time now finally everyone's caught up and there's a lot more of this holding yarns double and a lot more kid mohair uh, indie dyed yarns being made available for people and people are using them as a result of the increase in patterns and yarn availability not that it's you know kid silk or whatever has ever not really been there i mean rowan kid silk has been um you know key case in point been around for ages absolute pain in the ass to to frog it if you get it wrong uh, probably easier if it's held double I'm not really a held double kind of girl I've not really done many projects holding yarns double because I find it just a little bit irritating to get it all straight but 
the popularity is there and it creates a really nice effect, you know, quite whimsical, quite dreamy effect, uh, quite cozy effect. Again, coming back to that idea of coziness and hibernation. And so I think it will be, it will be dragged over into more of that texture. So I think we're going to see thing, hopefully, hopefully, because you know, I love a tinsel yarn, right? You know, I love eyelash, you know, I love a novelty yarn. I think it's going to expand beyond, beyond the mohair. I am going to put it out there and say there's going to be an increase in almost 80s style funky jumpers where different textured yarns or novelty yarns are going to be incorporated alongside other yarns to create these sort of textured, fringed, um, tasseled, frilly, jumpers and knitwear. I think that is going to become a bit more of a thing. We're already seeing an increase in popularity of more out there patterning to go with your big massive 80 skin shawls from the likes of Stephen West. People getting a lot more into that look. It's a bit more kind of high fashion or a bit more individual look rather than very mainstream high street look. But I think it's gonna it's gonna happen. I think there's gonna be a push for something beyond the, like I said, the patterned yoke jumpers. What What is the next thing? What makes sense next? To me, it is increasing this trend of mohair into other patterns that have novelty or textured yarns as part of them, whether that's boucle or whether it's other ones. I'm hoping someone just goes all out on the tinsel yarn. I think that's what we're going to see. Number four trend I think we're going to see this next year is tank tops. And I think I did put this in in a trend before. I've definitely raved about tank tops previously, and it's definitely something that I want to add into my wardrobe again this year is the idea of tank tops. You call them knitted vests in America. I don't know what you call them in, in Australia. I don't know if you even need them there. It's pretty hot, right? Um, but it is this idea of the sleeveless knitted pullover, effectively. I think it's going to be... A mix. I think there's going to be some nice fitted classic pieces, but I also think there's going to be some funky oversized um, and kind of out there designs that come out as well. I mean, who doesn't want to be nice and cosy around the middle when you're hibernating away from the world? Nobody. So I think tank tops are going to be big and they're going to be the next kind of big push. So I think we'll see collections of tank tops tank tops come out in the same way that we've seen a lot of these patterned yoke sweaters come. Number five then, I'm calling it, I think going along with this kind of almost 80s vibe that I'm getting and I, you know what I'm like, I'm a proper like nostalgia monster. I love all the 80s stuff, like all over the 90s stuff, really enjoy it. But I think we're going to see uh, checks and tartan. I think we're going to see like your plaid, your argyle. I think there's going to be a lot more of that coming out this year. I think we're going to see more of that in the hand knitting world. Again, as people have been building up their skills with these pattern yoke jumpers and getting a little bit more into fair isle, I think we're going to, this is the next step. It's the next move on along with the intarsia. And as soon as one of the, the big indie designers gets on this trend, I think it will be a case that everyone sort of follows along after that. Number six, I think there's going to be a rise in what we will call sophisticated loungewear. And I'm not necessarily saying that we are going to be knitting that hand knitting sophisticated loungewear for ourselves, 
although I can see where this chunky textured knits comes into that. But I think for around the house, we're going to be embracing knitwear, but commercial knitwear, loungewear trousers, like posh loungewear that you can get away with in places other than your bedroom, basically, not the scruffy loungewear, nice loungewear, I think it's going to become a thing. I think the synthetics are going to be kind of pushed to one side because uh, they're a little bit sweaty, aren't they? But nice, sophisticated knits and loungewear, I think, will be a thing, as for certainly as long as we are detained in place, shall we say. So they're my, like, main big predictions. And... In terms of like yarns to go along with these, I think the I think the novelty yarns are going to make a comeback. I think they are. Maybe not necessarily synthetic novelty yarns, but I think we'll see start to see more interesting spins and yarn constructions with the natural fibers. So maybe your chainette yarns, maybe like I said your boucle. I think there's going to be an increase in those types of yarns but not necessarily synthetic versions of them, although there will be, I think, synthetic versions available as well. In terms of the knits, I think people are going to be more going towards stash. There does seem to be a bit of a dearth of yarns at the moment in the UK to me, certainly when I've been looking at West Yorkshire spinners or, you know, the more commercial yarns. People seem to be out of stock of a lot of the lines. I don't know if there's like backlogs with with stock moving backwards and forwards. I know some of the shopkeepers have said they've got stock that's sitting that they're waiting to get customs clearance on. So I think there'll be a move, especially in the first half of the year, back towards, again, getting into that stash and using up what you have. But I also think that people will gravitate towards those workhorse yarns for um, economy, but also for ease of just being able to put together garments that are going to last quite a long time and give you that comfort factor without it costing the earth. So they're my predictions. I'm super interested to hear what yours are going to be. What do you think is going to be massive this year? What do you think, if anything, is going to take off in, in the hand knitting world, certainly, what do you think that's going to be? Let me know. You can email me, info at shinybees.com, or tag me in on the socials at shinybees pretty much everywhere, and let me know what you think. I will be putting a thread for this in the Shiny Bees podcast community over on Mighty Networks. If you're not a member already, you can come and join. It is free. If you go to shinybees.com forward slash community and request to join and I will let you in from there. It'd be cool to have you over there with us in our little nitty bubble of greatness. So yeah, going along with that, I have also had a post open in the Mighty Networks community asking all of you as listeners of the show what sort of things you want to hear me make podcasts on this year. So I'm in the middle of my like yearly review of what content and what I want to do with the podcast and everything else. And last year it was very much about kind of just getting it up and keeping you company and going with the flow given everything that had gone on. And I think we achieved that pretty much. But this year, I definitely want to step it up again a little bit and start making the kinds of content uh, that you used to from before, some more interviews and um, more educational content as well. But also, I want to hear from you what you actually want me to talk about, because lots of you have ideas that I don't know about necessarily, because you don't tell me 
what they are because I mean you're not just going to go by the way Joe can you just make a podcast just for me on this thing because that's what I want like nobody does that unless I'm inviting you to do that which is what I'm inviting you to do so please um finish this sentence for me if I could get Joe to do a podcast on anything it would be so that is the post in the group so if you're in there please go let me know what you think you would like me to talk about if you're not in there and you want to email me the you know that question what you would like me to make a podcast on if it would be anything info at shinybees.com or you can put a comment in the show notes on the website below this um page the post for this this episode which it will be shinybees.com forward slash 170 that's what all the show notes for this episode will be as always um or like i said just tag me in on the socials and let me know what what you would like me to talk about and i can put it on the list and organize it all and start producing the content because i'm really excited to be making more episodes this year and the stuff that you like and you want to hear about In terms of the knitting then, I've been doing a little bit actually, not as much as I would like, but I have been doing a little bit. My main creative exploits for the last sort of month or so have been very much working on podcasting unpacked. That's my learn how to podcast brand. I'm putting everything that I've learned over the last almost nine years now onto that website and into versions of training and books and printables and everything else so that I can help as many people as possible who want to start a podcast to start one as easily and quickly as possible without all of the faffing over the tech and worrying about all the different things that you could be worrying about. I am here to help you do it quickly and easily. So I've been spending a lot of time creating videos, audios, workbooks for um, my future training that's coming up on that. It's going to be launching this month. I'm very excited. And yeah, you can join in. I'll let you know all about it when it is fully ready. But I've really, really enjoyed making all of the videos and editing them. And I really like to explain things thoroughly in a way that people understand because I find a lot of training, not just on the internet, but everywhere, will tell you what you need to do, but not how you need to do it or why you were doing that or what the theory is behind it. And how you can use what you think about something to make decisions. Um, they just say you need to do this, but they don't say how. And that really bugs me because that's the reason you're there is to learn how to do it, not what you should be doing. I mean, most of us know what we should be doing, but knowing how to do it tends to be the barrier or how to do it in the time you've got or how to do it without you being too expensive or how to do it around your busy life or whatever. So that's very much the focus of when I train people how I do it. So yeah dead excited been really enjoying putting all of that together and the other knitting wise I've been working on my delicious little joys cal that officially finished yesterday so I will be going back through the posts digging out some prizes for people there's been quite a few uh projects been finished on that lots of different themes lots of different kinds of projects and I've really enjoyed people sharing not only the knits that they've made as part of the delicious little joys cal but also the everyday delicious little joys they have been finding especially Nicola who seems to have kids at the best school ever and somehow manages to get all sorts of stuff like parking and and everything else so it's been really good fun just having something different and being able to celebrate with people the cool stuff that has happened in their days or in their lives especially right now where there really isn't that much going on 
So that's been really good. I've been knitting on my Glitz at the Ritz shawl. It's by Helen Stewart and it is a free pattern from Knitty. I have just run into a bit of a problem where I'm I'm on the wrong stitch cone. I've done the transition to the star lace and I'm now at the wrong stitch cone and need to unpick it all because I can't find where I've gone wrong with it. And that's a little bit irritating, but I've really enjoyed the beaded part up to here. So I just need to figure that out and then continue to work on it really. I am looking for another project. I'm enjoying this one, but I'm hankering after a jumper or something a little bit acres of stocking stitch or some socks. I can't decide which one of the two I'm after, but I'm definitely thinking about that next project already and what I want to be working on because I did rip out the entire compass sweater and I'm not sure I want to try and knit it again because I haven't figured out what the problem was in the first place and I don't want to find out when I've spent hours and hours and hours knitting it. So it might be that I choose a different pattern for that or a different size or I need to figure out what went wrong there basically before I attempt to reuse that yarn and make it into a jumper. So yeah, that's where I am with the knitting. Not really huge amounts of it, but I have been doing some and I have been doing quite a lot of reading as well. I'll talk about that in another episode because we're already cracking on for half an hour here. Um, but if you want to follow me on Goodreads, I'm over there. I'm Joe Millmine on Goodreads. And this year I'm going for a hundred books. So I know I said in the last episode, I'm not really into challenges. Um, that's not the approach I'm taking with the Goodreads and the books. And I, I think it's more that I'm not into challenges with other people but I'm into the idea of reading 100 books this year. So that's what I'm doing is trying to keep up. I'm already four books behind. I've only done in a month. I've only done a month and I'm four books behind. But I have got several books on the go and they're all near to completion. So once they all get kind of cashed in, then I think I'll be, I'll be catching up. But I mean, it doesn't really matter because there are going to be periods where I have more time to sit and read than I have now. And, you know, it's, it depends what length of book you're reading too. So yeah, I'm excited for that. I'm going to read a lot more fantasy again this year. It was really good fun to read so much fiction last year. And although I did read some other random non-fiction books, the Skew Towards Fiction I think has been really good fun. So I am looking forward to that. And I'm also this evening looking forward to Interior Design Masters starting on BBC Two. Because you know I love a bit of interior design. And uh, yeah, dead excited for watching that as well. So I'll probably put a little cheeky wee post in the group about that to see if anyone else is watching it as well. I love interior design. So dead excited to see what goes on with that. And finally, I would like to wish the very, very happiest of birthdays to a longtime friend and listener of the podcast, Neil at Salt, at Salt Horse, sorry, over in Australia. Happy birthday, mate. I hope you have a lovely day. So yeah, that's all I've got time for this week for you. I hope you've enjoyed hanging out with me. Do let me know what your predictions are for the knitting trends for this year. And if you're a fan of Lakeland baking trays, I absolutely want to know about that too. But in the meantime, I hope you will all have a lovely week. Happy crafting. And I will speak to you all again soon. Cheers.
You've been listening to the Shiny Bees podcast. Show notes for this episode can be found on the website at shinybees.com forward slash 170. And if you've enjoyed this show, I'd really appreciate you leaving a review on your podcatcher of choice or on Podchaser, which will help other people find the podcast.